Co-produced by Afropunk and How Stuff Works, Afropunk Solution Sessions is a podcast that explores real-world solutions to the problems that marginalized people face. Every Wednesday, co-hosts Bridget Todd and Eve Jeffcoat speak with members of the Afropunk community, celebrated thinkers, and community leaders like Stacey Abrams, Matthew Kincaid, and Patrice Cullors about how to resist oppression and stay engaged. Afropunk Solution Sessions is inciting meaningful conversations and motivating people to make a difference. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It's not that I don't love you. You know how much I do. And it's not that I found someone to take the place of you. It's just the feel that fills within me every time you touch my hand. And a dread that shakes my body that even I don't understand. So I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Oh yes, I am. It's time to play it smart. I'm gonna walk away from love. Away from love. You have to clear your throat. Clear your throat. Clear your throat and get the note. Get it done. Get it done. You said that with your chest, bruh. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I did. I did. I'm too tired to be shady. And I didn't get friend. no shade from you. Praise Look at Lord, you. Niggas. Welcome back to episode 68 of Getting Grown with Jaden Kia. I'm Kia, <laughs> and we are here to talk about adulting, <laughs> the good, the bad. <laughs> I do it every week, and you're never ready. I don't understand. I know, but it took you like. It was like a pause, a significant, it was a substantial pause between I I, said, me Jay. saying I'm Kia and you was like, oh, oh, and I'm Jay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about adulting, the good, the bad, the ugly, the tested trials, the oh, twisted turns yep. of being an adult in the year of our Lord. Yeah, there's more test trials, temptations, taxes, all of that, you know, um, being an adult, the year of our Lord. 2018, man. What's going on, mm-hmm. sis? How are you? Listen, I am T.I. to the red. Show Liz. Show Liz. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's an extra work week, but we out here. Um, shout out to XD what's, and what's Mark for giving me a fun time on Saturday. Um, yeah, we went to the first Saturdays for about 20 minutes, and then we went and had us a little drink, and then had some tacos. Um, Mark, let me know that Young Thug sounds like Shirley Caesar, and he really feels very strongly about that. <laughs> mm. Mark said that Young Thug sounds like Shirley I Caesar, especially I don't know how I feel about that. And he kind of did a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, but I'll play it for you. Um, but shout out to them. Had a wang ding doodle. Mark is a, you know, if anybody follows Mark, follow, I think, Mark on Twitter because he is one of the funniest people 
he's just he's just extremely hilarious for no reason. Yeah, man. Shout out to him. And I was missing all of our friends at Essence. Live shows um, at Essence Fest. Just being quintessentially black amongst all the blackness. And having my queen, Big Frida. Oh, my God. (laughs) You already know. I was struggling with a serious case of the FOMO. Same. But, um, you know... It's, it's, it is what it is. We are out here working. It's yeah, just not cool. my time. It's not my time to be at Essence, but I'm coming for Essence's neck. Listen, Boom. me and you together, sis, like we're going to march up in that thing with, uh, you know, it's going to be just like Girls Trip, you know what I'm saying, but raunchier. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, and smarter because nobody's getting ready to use any grapefruits over here. But um, <laughs> how was your week? How are you doing? I'm okay. The weeks are long, but they're productive. We're getting things done. I'm doing a lot of growing, right? In like growing, learning curve is really steep. The processes of learning are not always glamorous, right? So there's a lot about learning is falling flat on your face Mm -hmm. and just trying to pick yourself up and keep going. I'm learning a lot and I'm just trying to see and appreciate um, the value in all the experiences that I'm having, praying for perspective and trying to just keep growing and keep keep getting better. So, Amen. yeah, man, we're getting ready, uh, learning, growing, trying to be a better writer, a stronger writer. Manuscripts are going out. Papers are going out. Getting feedback. Sometimes it's, you know, easy to take. Sometimes it's not so easy to take. But, mm-hmm. you know. I was doing some thinking earlier today about like parts of the process of being a scholar, a thought leader, someone who's out here thinking and creating and generating knowledge and sharing it with people. Part of that process is, you know, grueling. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not fun. And a lot of it is not sexy, right? So I did some, I was thinking on Twitter earlier today um, about how like building a research agenda and doing work that you want to do. Um, it's a, it's a long process. It's a challenging process because, you know, it's not just about furnishing products, right? There's a, some heavy lifting that goes in, into like thinking and development and getting clear about who you are and the kind of scholar you want to be and the kind of impact that you want to have. Um, and that's not that's not the fun part of the process. So I'm learning and figuring it out and, you know, trying to keep myself out of the comparison rat race of just worried about what other people are doing. And sometimes I'm really good at that and sometimes I'm not so good at that. But I'm owning it and just trying to push through. And, you know, yeah, like there will be times where you out here shining and then there are other times where you don't feel as, as good, but you just got to keep pushing through it right absolutely i'm super proud of you i mean you are doing things that i could never in my life do <laughs> I, don't know. I feel like i'm trying i'm aspiring to do things right and sometimes you nail it and sometimes you don't <laughs> you wrote a manuscript um, I, I i've never written a manuscript in my life um and i won't so there's that <laughs> super 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 proud of you keep pushing Thanks, all of sis. your hard work it's paying off it's going to pay off it's going to continue to pay off you're only going to get better and i just can't wait to be along your side in 10 years when you are just 
I don't know, all over everything. I got some really good advice from a mentor, a friend of mine who listens to this show. So shout out to Kay Griff, Kim Griffin. She told me. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to her. She's gave me some real advice and I find myself like hanging on her words a bit and Mm -hmm. pulling. When I say hang on them, I mean like having to go back and reference them and remember them when it gets, when it gets tough and sticky. But she told me, she was like, you know, this, this whole process is, is a slow burn and it's, and, and don't, be out here comparing yourself to the people who you feel like are on the scene all the time. Um, and she was like, you know, you building the groundwork now. And she, she legit told me, she was like, you about to be popping. Give yourself, she was like, give yourself time. 2020, 2021, you're going to be out here. Sis. Like, That's what I'm, I'm just saying. Like, That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, 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 she like 2021, 2022 is about to sail. Like you about to, woo. Like, and it don't, it doesn't seem like right now that you're doing a lot. Because what you're doing is not the part of the process that is often photographed and chronicled and documented, right? We don't we don't talk about the the building and the you know demolition phases. <laughs> All we see is the big reveal when the house has been completely remodeled and you're about to put it on the market and you have buyers and having open houses. Everything is all staged and pretty and nice, but nobody is really talking about you know the demolition process. And all the splinters and the broken bones and the things that you get when you're really trying to like tear down something and build something up from the beginning. So I'm out here heavy in the building and I'm tired. I'm tired, but I'm trying. You're doing. And that's what matters the most. Let's take your mind off of some of the manuscripts and things. I, I. Talk about a little bit of trash. Let's do it. Let's cue the cleanup woman, shall we? It's just amazing to me. Like we're going into segments like the trash and things, and you talk about your intelligent and brilliant friends, such as Kim Griffin. Um, <laughs> to know that they listen to this, it's just. I listen. My mind is blown as well. I was talking to my friend James earlier. <laughs> He was just like, yeah, I love the show. And I'm just like, it blows my mind people say that because we don't be talking about nothing. I just feel like you. It is foolish. (laughs) I just feel like we talk about foolishness on this show literally 89% of the time. It's all just Uh (laughs) minutiae. But people be like, but he was like, yo, we love that. We love that we can listen in. Fluff. It's fluff is what it is. Um, And not the sweet kind. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all for... Uh, shout out to all of you scholarly people who <laughs> dumb yourselves down for me and my flubber. No way. <laughs> so me and Tristan went to go see Sorry to Bother You this weekend. Okay. Uh, with Lakeith Stanfield. So it, it was an interesting movie. I'm not going to give any spoilers, and I think it's only out for a limited time and in limited theaters as well. But um, I encourage you to go watch it. Okay. And then we can talk about it later. Yeah. What's it called? I want. Sorry to bother you. It's like an it's like an indie film. You know what I'm saying. So don't be looking for like no amazing whatever cinematography. Like, but yeah, all of that. Don't be looking for that. It's got Tessa Thompson, Lakeith Stanfield, Danny Glover's in it. Um, Omari Hardwick Hardwick is in it. Um, and yes, it's it's uh it's interesting. So yeah, go see it. Okay. Reminisce, Mackie. It's I with see. child. Oh, yes, she is. 
She's like four months, right? She's like four months pregnant. And she she said that is actually one of her main reasons for losing all of that weight. She wanted to get herself to a healthy place. It wasn't about getting skinny. It was about getting healthy. So uh, I guess that is the reason for all of this weight loss we've been seeing. Because we have seen her snatch. slim down. Honey, okay, snatch. I mean, like snatch. your cheeks in. So shout and shout out to her for doing it because I'm fat forever. Um, <laughs> but I love food so much. Who the hell just turned your goddamn car off? They've been this alarm been going off. Oh, <laughs> Somebody day, was trying to steal it. Like it, it's probably the same people who stole my emblem off of my truck. Like <laughs> but, off your yes. Mazda. What you gonna do with yes. a with a Mazda yes. emblem? I drive a Mazda. SUV. Why would you steal a Mazda emblem? You're a different kind of broke. You're a different kind of ashy. Lotion ain't gonna fix that. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, she is with child, and Fifty Cent decided that he had something to say on one of her posts. And he I am like, so sick of Curtis. I'm sick of him. See, I only want to see him as Kanan and nothing else. And he was like, he's like, I see you out here getting. He's like, I, hey Remy, I see you out here. Hey Slim. You know what I'm saying? With some hard eyes or something like that. Well, Papoose was not happy about uh, it. Displeased, honey. He was di- he was displeased. Papoose did the Shiggy in my feelings Drake dance and hopped right on Instagram and decided that he was going to at 50 Cent's baby mama and was like, yo, 50 Cent, if you don't decide you're going to marry um, at your baby mama, I don't know what it is, uh, then... Um, yeah, I got somebody for her who's a lot more mature. And I was like, oh, Papoose, you do not play about you and yours. So It was just you know, optimal, supreme levels of petty. Oh, optimal, optimal trash. It had to go on the list today. So uh, I just, I, you know, I love to see a nigga come and cape for his woman. And, you know, in any form or fashion, if you feel a way about it, you have every right to open your mouth and say something about it. And he does not, he is not going to let Curtis bully him. And be commenting with hard eyes on his wife's pictures. So he uh, wasn't happy about that. I know that's right. Remy, do you love me? Are you riding? So you never ever leave. I know you don't drink. Mm-mm. Anyway. I sure don't. Um, Mbaku Jabari is set to play Kimbo Slice. <laughs> uh yeah, that's gonna happen. So that's 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 actually going to happen. Oh, Winston God. Duke is to play Kimbo Slice, which makes sense. Kimbo Slice was a very large black man. I'm going to be here for uh, it. I feel like it. I'm happy to see Winston Duke as anybody but Winston Duke. <laughs> that is correct. I was just about to say, because I'm attracted to M'Baku. Winston, not so much. <laughs> nah, not so much. Nah. It's like, oh, Winston, we can go get uh, pedicures and, you know, hang out. But um, <laughs> but M'Baku, <laughs> M'Baku. That's about mm. I go get pedicures with anybody. Me and Tristan go get pedicures Leader together. Leader of the Jabari <laughs> tribe. Mm-hmm. Mm. We have been it's challenge day. It is yes, oh. challenge. Day. <laughs> 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 but I'm very hyped to see him as Kimbo Slice and super excited to see what kind of wigs they put on him. Oh, savior. And we're going to leave the trash at that this week because it's we're both tired and I don't feel like going any further. Well, all right. Let us 
move forward to the shout out to my sis. Swiftly. My sis is popping right now, like. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's time for shout out to my sis. And I'm really excited because this week I get to shout out my sister, like legit, um, who has had her own hair company for a long time. And, you know, I've been waiting, you know, until it was you know, waiting for the right time to feature her. I'm so super proud of her and all the wonderful work that she's doing. Um, but, you know, today's the day. So this week's shout out to my sis features Morning Dew Hair Products, uh, which is founded by Leslie White. Leslie and I grew up together. Like Leslie and I are the kinds of friends. It was like our moms got together when we were super young and determined that Leslie and I were going to be friends. So they put, so they put us <laughs> they put us in all of the same activities and uh, literally like arranged <laughs> our friendship. And I was like, it's an arranged friendship. Absolutely, it's absolutely an arranged friendship, but it works right because I think it mirrors the friendship that our mothers have. So mm-hmm. it makes That's a lot of sense, and um, we're just legit. Like we have a lot in common. We're just about the same person. Um, but she lives in Florida now and she is a science teacher for middle school. I think the last time I asked her, she told me it was like six and eighth grade boys. Um, she teaches in science and she's awesome at what she does. She has an awesome teaching gift and really is great at finding ways to connect science and make science come alive and show them how science is a part of their everyday lives as sixth and eighth grade little black boys um, in Florida. And it's just really dope. And, you know, she went to schools, biochemist by trade. Um, and she has beautiful curly hair. We used to call her suavemente in high school. <laughs> <laughs> she had the suavemente curl, honeys. When she moved, she was, you know, went to the University of Florida in Gainesville for an MD, uh, MD-PhD program. Um, and while she was there in the middle of Florida, she had struggled to find hair care products that suited her. Everything was filled with mineral oil and all those awful, terrible things that are not really good for our hair. So she busted out her mortar and pistol and and her, and her whip and wrist and got, and got to creating (laughs) her own hair products. And they're called, uh, morning dew products. She sells awesome moisturizing conditioners, deep conditioners, shampoos, styling products, all at very reasonable product prices. And all of them are 100% organic, made by hand, with love, in Leslie's Kitchen. And they are amazing, amazing, amazing. They, she is geared toward natural hair, but she has a huge clientele that also services women with relaxers and other chemically treated hair, uh, other kinds of chemically treated hair. So y'all, please... The information is going to be listed in the description box. Please, please, please go check out Morning Dew Hair products. Cannot wait. Um, it's, it's amazing. Her fa- One of my favorite products from her is called Mango Coconut Sunshine. It's a daily moisturizer. And when I tell you, niggas will be stopping you in the street like, what is that? What is that smell? Really? You will be smelling oh. like baked goods Najee. oh really oh i need to and and the boys can't take the boys can't take i'm telling you they be all up in your no. neck like what is that 
you smell like fruit. Because you know they love a fruit. They love a fruit. They love a fruit. It's like, you smell they love like, a fruit. you smell like warm. Yes. You smell like warm, wonderful decisions. That's what you smell like. So, um, <laughs> everyone, please. You please. don't. And you do not. Right. You sound like wayward, <laughs> horrible decisions. Horrible uh, decisions. And bad association. She has moisturizing pomades and deep conditioning mask. The morning mint mask is a good one. I've used that one before. Mm. Um, it's conditioner, shampoo, all kinds of things. And the prices range from about $7 to $28, depending upon which, which products or group of products you choose to buy. But everything is reasonably priced. And then, like I said, 100% organic. Um, and you're not going to be mad if you go check out Morning Dew hair products. Brought to us with love by Leslie Dallas White, you know, wonderful middle school science teacher by day and, you know, natural hair empire icon tycoon <laughs> by night. So y'all, uh, mm, y'all. My kind of woman. Indeed. Y'all support. Um, like I said, information is all it's going to be provided in the description. Check out Morning Do Hair. You won't be sorry. And be sure to tell her. That uh, you heard it, you heard about her shout out on getting grown. I will definitely be purchasing. I love a good deep conditioner. This morning mint mask sounds like everything that my life oh, needs. Yeah. And you know, you got me with organic. So, so yeah, guys, check out Morning Dew. We will make sure to put all of the information in the description box. Ole, do it, man. Oh, let's move on swiftly to the kitchen table. Let's do it. Gather around the kitchen table. We're going to have some good chit chat today. <laughs> we're moving. We're grooving. Um, you okay over there? Yeah, we're dying. We're like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So I want to have a conversation um, about interventions. Friends, friend, friend interventions. <laughs> um, oh, so you know how oftentimes different phases of our life, we find ourselves in different friends group, friend groups or groups of friends. And Mm -hmm. there may be, you know, issues that may arrive, incidents that may occur, circumstances that will, that will warrant, you know, a group conversation. Um, And I want to talk about interventions today. Do we believe that they work? Have we ever experienced an intervention, whether that be being a part of a, the interveners or have we been the subject of the intervention and just kind of like a broader conversation about navigating challenging conversations or moments of disagreement that may exist uh, or disagreement, difference of opinion, difference of perspective, all kinds of things that may exist when we, when we are in uh, groups of friendships or friendship groups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So yes. since I'm going to ask you, have you ever been the subject of an intervention? Um, no, I, no, I've never. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had any issues to the point where <laughs> I had to have a whole group of niggas come at me. <laughs> I, uh, I think the closest thing to that is probably... Um, when I was in college, I worked at Papados. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I lived in Houston. Delish. Mm-hmm. So I worked at Papados, and I had uh, this white boy um, who was causing problems with me. He ended up calling me a bitch on the floor. Hmm. I punched him in his throat. 
and I'm that is not an exaggeration. This is all written down. Nobody, somewhere. nobody doubted. <laughs> nobody doubted you for one moment. Basically, all right, check it. Tangent, <laughs> sorry. What happened was I would you had to swipe your card and like put your table in and then put your table's order in or whatever, right? So I went to swipe my card. I'm putting my table's order in and he comes and he like bumps me, cancels my shit, and then swipes hmm. his card. So I'm like, yo, stop playing. Like, what are you doing right now? I was in the middle of putting the order in. Like, go to another computer. Get out of here. So I'm like trying to move him out the way. And he's like, he's like, I I just needed to use this computer. I don't know why you're being such a bitch. And I was like, what'd you call me? And he was like, I said, you're being a bitch. And I was like, you are like dead ass wrong right now. And I was so mad. I was so enraged. I didn't, I didn't say that. I was so mad. I couldn't say anything. I just, all I could do was punch him. And he was very tall. He was about 6'2". Very big, buff, white boy. Drove a, drove a pickup oh, truck. God. And I chopped him real good in his throat. He started flapping on the floor like a fish out a of water. A good throat chop. And all I know, like a really, really good one. And all of the managers rushed me into the office, screaming frantically, Jade, you can't do that. Oh, my God. you just It's assault. <laughs> I was like, he bumped me first and he called me a bitch. I don't know what to tell you all. That's the closest thing I've had to an intervention. Um, yeah. What about you? I, I, I highly <laughs> doubt that anybody's ever held an intervention with you. I but I'm going like, to ask you um, <laughs> just because. I definitely feel like I have been in situations where I have been kind of like the lone dissenter or I have felt like you know, the larger group of friends has felt a certain way about something and I have not agreed. Mm -hmm. And there has been, you know, a conversation that has been had about it. Um, But I have been, you know, on the other side in terms of being in a group um, of friends and one of, one of the girls or guys is kind of exhibiting some behavior that may be, worrisome or may cause or concerning for one reason or another. And um, I don't feel like interventions are created equal. Like, I don't feel like there is just one way to go about it. I think it is smart to kind of think about it in a kind of case by case kind of way. Um, because, you know, absolutely, context is super important. And even I'm thinking about, situ- uh, you know, current situations or, you know, groups of relationships that I'm that I am navigating now I I for one I'm always very torn about the intervention space right because I definitely subscribe to mind your business ministries I think that that is what the Lord <laughs> the Lord would intend he would have us to do that um he said he spoke very plainly in the Bible when he said minding your business was connected to you leading a peaceful life, and I completely—that's—that's that's what I want. Um, but, Absolutely. but I, I also feel like in certain situations, is it? Am I being a good friend if I if I disagree with or feel a feel away about something that my friend is doing, and I don't say anything? Like, am I being dishonest for not speaking my mind? Um, I mean, regardless of what the outcome is, you know what I'm saying? Like not, right. not judging or qualifying or saying, giving anybody an ultimatum saying that they have to receive what I say 
or do anything with the information that I say, but like, is it honest for me? It's like, okay, I'm going to give a case, uh, uh, just one example. If we're in a larger group of friends, we all have different styles, different preferences, different personal looks and aesthetics. Um, and it's not saying that we have a friend that we want to dress like us or we're not saying that she has to do everything like the larger group or, you know, like others of us in the group are doing. But it's more kind of like a byproduct of her just being super, super laid back, almost lazy, just indifferent to a, her physical appearance. Right. And. <laughs> I often find myself in situations where we're, where people are talking about her and saying mm. how homely and, and unattractive and unkempt mm. she looks. Um, and, you know, I've really struggled internally about whether or not I should say something. Um, and I, I often err on the side of, like, I don't want people to feel like I'm hating or feeling like I want to tell people how to live their lives to do what they want to do. But I have struggled about like, how do I broach this conversation in a productive, in a productive way? Because I do feel like interventions can be problematic. Right. So like, is it, in what way, in what way is eight people sitting around a table telling you about yourself? How does that not feel like an ambush? Yeah, that I don't. I've never found that method to be right. Um, to be a, a good one. Like I just never understood how anybody could receive that because that's an attack, and nobody likes to be attacked. And humans are naturally on the defense. So you throw eight niggas in the bunch who decide that they want to tell you about yourself. I don't see how anybody could receive that well. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's a way in which. You have to approach people um, and you can come at people firm, but with love. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So go ahead with your, with your home, <laughs> your homely home. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not that, I'm, I'm not that mean. I promise. Yes, you are. It's fine though. I don't even know. No, I mean, I mean, and honestly, part of this is really like hypothetical, right? Because I don't want to call any of my mm -hmm. actual friends out. But I, it is something that I think about often. And like, like, you know, the style or dress or attire is is one scenario, but it could play out in a certain number of ways, right? So um, what if it what if it's a friend who is out here sleeping with multiple guys? Um or not necessarily on some like falling in love and getting taken advantage of, but just like, you know, a girl who, who is very clear about what sex, the purpose that sex serves in her life at this point, And it's just out here doing her. Now I could totally see how some people might deem this behavior irresponsible and want to, to just kind of talk to her about it and make sure that she's okay. Um, but I could totally see other people just being like, yeah, girl, do you niggas do that all the time? Um, yeah. So I wonder, I, I just feel like it's a fine, it's a fine line that, <laughs> that we have to walk sometimes. Um, and how do we do so in a way that doesn't compromise the health and integrity of the relationships that we have and hold dear, right? So 
being honest and forthright is 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 a quality that I like to. It's a quality of my relationships that I, I like to maintain, and I wanted to be consistent across mm-hmm. my relationships. And Absolutely. if I feel a way about what you're doing, m- most of the time, also, I mean, I would say all the time, really. It's not coming from a place of judgment or I'm trying to tell you what you should do. It's oftentimes from a place of concern. But you have to be able to broach mm-hmm. that conversation in a way where your intention is conveyed. You know, so I had a situation where I had to somewhat, I guess, hold um, an intervention on a friend slash coworker. He had a drinking problem, which led to uh, which led to a lot of issues at work um, and it trickled over. And a really like you said, there's a really fine line when it comes to saying something to different people. And the only time I really feel like it's truly necessary is if it starts kind of spilling over into you, you know, into other relationships and, and, and whatnot. Or if I feel like you're harming yourself, I think commenting on somebody's like sexual activities is not anybody else's place. You know what I'm saying? If you get the itch, I'm not going to feel it. So it's not <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'd like to hope that as a as an adult that you're making responsible dis- uh, decisions about what you do with your twat. But my one coworker, he had you know, he started having some drinking issues and it started spilling over into how he was performing in the club and you know, he started stealing like this ginger juice we would make and you know, taking it over to his god sister's bar that she opened. Oh God, I'm not laughing. Yes, you are. Um, and it was just it. It he started exhibiting like super bizarre behavior, right? So I'm trying to hold this nigga down. Like I'm like I don't want to snitch on this nigga, but he's really losing it right now. He's starting to get on my nerves. Well, he it, it really like this is where I had to finally speak up. He came into the club. After hours, this is after he had gotten fired for stealing the ginger juice. And uh, it took a lot of work to make that damn ginger drink, too, just so you all know. But so after he got fired because they busted him on camera and all of that and somebody else snitched on him, he came back into the club and stole money out of the register after hours so what would happen is the bartenders would you know you have one bartender who starts the shift and you have another who would finish and the finishing bartender would leave the final tips in the cash register um for the next bartender to come and pick up their money or whatever their cash tips so you know and you always had a code to get into the register so it's like it's not really a a situation where you had to it was a place with a lot of cameras all of that well he comes into the club and steals one of the other bartenders money so they told me about it through security. Everybody would kind of have me, the managers included, like they were like, can you talk to him? Because you seem to be one of the only people that he'll listen to. All right, bet. So I called him and I'm like, yo, did you steal such and such as money out of the register? And he was like, I, I was just borrowing it. Like, you know, he's like my brother. I was going to put it back. I'm like, that's not borrowing when you sneak into the club after hours and bust into the register because you no longer have a code and steal money out of it. So at that point, um, you know, it was a whole lot of things that were going on. It was like a whole lot that was happening. And just to truncate, I won't, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but that was one of them. And I had to call, I had to find a way to contact his father. And I called his dad and I was like, listen, Mr. Such and such, 
your son is wilding right now. You know what I'm saying? This is his home girl slash former coworker. And I don't really know if you know everything that's going on. And you know what I'm saying? I tried to hold him down for a while, but now it's getting to the point where I think he might need some professional help. And so I want to contact you to see if you and any other family members might be able to get him that help. And that's where I felt like it was necessary to to intervene and say something because um, I saw that this was leading in a direction where he could harm himself or somebody else. Yeah, man, that's an excellent point. I think in those kind of drastic circumstances where you're seeing behaviors that have severe consequences, mm-hmm. you are then, you're complicit if you don't say something, right? Exactly. So I think it's a real responsible conversation to just, or just, you know, conversation to have just in terms of thinking about what are some of your own boundaries or guidelines or what are the things that are critical, important, or valuable to you? What are like hard no's? Like what are, are like, oh no, if this is going on, going on, I'm definitely going to say something. And it doesn't have to be super specific, like something general, like Jay said, oh, I'm going to contact, I'm going to say something if I see that you're doing something that is going to harm you or somebody else. Um, yeah. Like have some, having some parameters around to kind of guide you as you mind your business. <laughs> right. I'm trying to mind my business. I'm really trying. And and you need to make sure, you need to check yourself too and make sure your intentions are pure when you're intervening into other people's business. You know what I'm saying? I think that's super important. Like gossiping is not intervention. Um, it's one thing if you, if there's a number of people who are recognizing um, something that's, you know, in a, in a person that, like I said, can harm them or harm somebody else. And you guys are trying to figure out a way in which to help that person. But gossiping in general is not an intervention. And I think that it's super important for us to check our intentions when we decide that we're going to say something and intervene in somebody else's life um, and make sure that we have pure intentions in doing so. Um, and that's why in the situation with that coworker, I hit his father up. You know what I'm saying? I tried to find the closest person that I could instead of going and talking about it to all the coworkers. It's like, let me go try to find the source of somebody who could truly help this person. That's real. And I mean, it's, 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 um, that responsibility and checking yourself is real. Cause I, I can admit to being messier in the group chat than I had. I probably never intended or needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us. I mean, I think that that's real, right? But we have to be cautious of mm-hmm. how we of how we do that, um, because things happen, and life has a, a a way of, you know, revealing your mess. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking about a specific time. This just came to me because I didn't I didn't really plan on sharing this, but I'm thinking about a specific time where I was talking. Big cash trash about one of my associates. This was like a mm-hmm. colleague, a work colleague. So it wasn't someone who I was like jack close to. It was like you know somebody. Oh, this DC slang. Who are you becoming? But but I got that from Joseph. Okay, but I guess Joseph is from DC. <laughs> shout out to Joseph. Sorry, shout out to you, Joseph. Hi, brother. Um, uh, but I'm just saying. You know, we engaged in on a really regular basis. So there was some sort of mutual respect and relationship there. 
But she was a little quirky. And in her quirks, there were things about her that got on my nerves. And I was talking <laughs> trash about her to my other friend at the job. And mm. accidentally put it in the group chat with <gasps> she was in it. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> so then it was just like, oh man, what do I do now? Right? <laughs> like that is messy. That is messy, and Ooh, I couldn't do. Messy. I couldn't do nothing but own it. Right? I couldn't do nothing but own it. Like, girl, I don't even know what to say. But my bad. Thankfully, she took it in stride. And like I said, we were not like close, close friends. So it wasn't like a major hiccup um, for us. And I mean, I took that to mean that she probably be talking trash about me too. So she ain't feeling the way. I'm sure. Which is fine. <laughs> but I'm just saying it did. We see each other. Exactly. It was, it was a moment for me where it was just like, girl, now you too old for this. And I, and I am... I'm really, and I'm, I really mean it when I say that I don't like mess. I say that and I mean it because I don't like mess. But in that moment, I allowed my mess to get the best of me. And it was. It happens to the best of us. Absolutely. <laughs> and I felt like that was, that was a situation where, where the Lord was like, all right, kid, I'm going to see you and these thumbs, huh? You and these thumbs. <laughs> these quick thumbs. You and these. Team, team you like team typing fast, fast yeah. huh? You team typing fast, fast in this group chat. Listen, let's see how far. Team type too fast. Right. Let's see how far we can get this foot down your throat, sis. Just eat this foot. Put your foot all in your mouth. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, that that's real. Um, and just kind of like, it, 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 it gave me pause before I'm so quick to just kind of say what comes to my mind. And I learn ways that I can exercise restraint and be more thoughtful. Um, and I think that translated into other friendships that I had with people that I actually care about. <laughs> no shade. But um, what true. can I do to ensure that something like this never happens? And I think that's like, instead of me just kind of keeping the mess going or extending the joke or just kind of like, you know, keeping up the kiki. Let me think about whether I really want to be a part of this messy conversation. <laughs> Let me think about it. Or how can, I mean, because I'm not saying that I don't mess no more. The Lord is working on me. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still, human beings. you know what I'm saying? But um, I try to be a bit more thoughtful um, now because anything could happen. We, yeah, we just mess with each other. Yeah. <laughs> anything could happen, literally. <laughs> I'm kidding. And the mess will roll accordingly. You got to follow Messy CC. Do you follow Messy CC on IG? Uh-uh. But let me look. Yeah, and Messy CC is one of my favorite C -E -C -E? people. C-E-C-E? No. Messy CC. Like the two letters CC. Shout oh, out to Terry. Shout Terry cracks me up. On, Terry put uh, me on. Well, well, I learned. I found, I found Messy through Terry. And Messi just recently appeared on the Queen's Court with T.S. Madison, who is probably one of my most favorite individuals on this here planet Earth. <laughs> I is, just love Maddie. Is this here where her, uh, is this her here? Light skin, thick? Mm-mm. No? I'm to just link you. Maybe yeah. I'm saying it wrong. But um, 
Messy Cece, he has a little tagline. He'd be like, I love the mess. <laughs> like, I love the mess. Or he'll go out, he goes out with his friends. He'd be like, and the mess will roll accordingly. Oh, the <laughs> <laughs> it's just so entertaining and really sweet as pie. But I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. But I was, I think I was going to say the mess will roll accordingly. And I was, you know, setting him up. But the yeah. mess will roll accordingly. And the will. mess will roll accordingly, honey. <laughs> he got into it with um um Andrew Caldwell, who are me to judge. Uh, you know, I'd get into it with Andrew Caldwell because he stresses me out <laughs> bigly. He curses Andrew out, and that thing tickles me. He the last time he cursed Andrew out on his page. He called Andrew a bad body, zucchini built. Oh. He said zucchini built. He said you go zucchini built. <laughs> when I tell you I had to sit up in the bed, I was laughing. <laughs> Do you know how bad built a zucchini is? <laughs> yeah. It be leaning. <laughs> yes. You want to know why? Because I was just cutting zucchini before Ooh. we started recording. Oh, oblong zucchini, you know. <laughs> that thing took me down, but oh my god, that's funny. I'm, I mean, so clearly, y'all see that. Even though I say I don't like to be involved in mess, I don't like to be responsible for mess. Mess is funny though. We can all be a little messy, uh, absolutely. But I think you know, I'm just trying to make it a better practice. I'm not going to tell anybody what they should or should not do, but just in the broader context of my day to day life, I'm working on. And it's a, it's a daily thing. I'm, I'm working on being more conscious about the ways that I engage in the mess and being intentional about making sure that conversations that I have with people I care about don't turn into mess. Because we are all too old to be Carly Red. Like, honey, people who thrive and feed upon mess like Carly Red. Feed and thrive <laughs> like a demon. <laughs> Would we even know who Carly Red is if it wasn't for mess? No, we wouldn't. Mm. We would well, I not. I don't want to be that kind of girl who's just only known in these streets for mess. I won't let you be that kind of girl. I will, Thank you so much. I sis. will have an intervention. Intervene. <laughs> I give you full license and permission to intervene in my life if I ever get to carry it on. Give myself <laughs> full permission. To intervene if you turn anything remotely close to a Carly Red. Gross. Absolutely. But yeah, I think that's all I got, man. I just wanted, real quick, but just kind of wanted to see, you know, talk about interventions because it's something that came up in my life recently and I'm just negotiating how I want to be a part of it. So like, you know, we're thinking about, man, this happens a lot with, with, you know, this particular friend, maybe we should say something. And I just been thinking about like, what are the ways that I would say something that won't make this situation worse? Absolutely. Is this the way to go about this? Yeah. So for interventions, y'all let us know what you think. Y'all know how to reach us on the interwebs, whether that be via Twitter, via IG, via email, um, weigh in, let us know if you feel, how you feel about friend interventions. Um, if you feel like interventions should take place or go on amongst groups of friends, um, or you know, if you've been the subject of an intervention and it, it ruined your friendship or made it better, just let us know. Yes, Join us at the kitchen table. To hear. Certainly, certainly, certainly. 
But yes, yeah, since you want to roll on to the to the honesty box. Yes, ma'am. I do. Co-produced by Afropunk and How Stuff Works, Afropunk Solution Sessions is a podcast that explores real-world solutions to the problems that marginalized people face. From running for political office to restorative justice to activism, Afropunk Solution Sessions arms people with the knowledge and tools they need to affect change and build power in Black communities. Every Wednesdays, co-hosts Bridget Todd and Eve Jeffcoat speak with members of the Afropunk community, celebrated thinkers and community leaders like Stacey Abrams, Matthew Kincaid, and Patrice Cullors about how to resist oppression and stay engaged. Afropunk Solution Sessions is inciting meaningful conversations and motivating people to make a difference. Some of these conversations include, what does it mean for Black people to have a seat at the table? How can we expand reproductive rights for marginalized people? How can we reclaim our space? Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Honestly? Truly. All right. It's time to open Pandora's box. Oh, boy. Uh, I want to start this off by saying how much I love y'all. Listening to you two talk is so rejuvenating to me and it's part of my self-care. There's so much balance on this platform you've curated and I thank you for it. Thank you so much. So sweet. I have a serious dilemma. My best friend of the past four years is seeing a married man. Oh, she claims Lord. that he is getting a divorce, but it is obvious to a blind man that he isn't. Come on. He not only lives with his wife, but my friend can't just up and call him. They have only spent the night together twice in almost a year of quote unquote seeing each other. She saved as a code name in his phone and all the other fixings that screech he ain't leaving his wife. Oh, dear. On top of the three kids he has, one which isn't even over two years old, and the over a decade of marriage they share between the two of them. Because of these harsh truths that I tried to break to her in the kindest of ways, we recently got into a huge argument over it when I was genuinely just trying to be a friend and point out the obvious. Mm -hmm. One, because I love her as my friend, and two, because the entire situation is fishy and she just isn't seeing it. Since then, I feel so distant and almost as if our friendship will never be the same. I myself am a married woman, and fortunately, I've never experienced infidelity in my marriage, and I pray I never have to. But I sometimes think about this man's wife. I think about how I would feel. I think about how hurt I would be to know that not only did my husband cheat, but that another woman knew and went along with it in any way. Just the amount of pain and distress and heartbreak. Because even though I didn't know her, I do know what it's like to love my husband. And I can't imagine if I was on the receiving of that level of deceit and disrespect, <clears throat> receiving end. My question to you is, what would you do if you were in my situation? And how do you carry on a friendship with your ethics and morals no longer align? Can you continue to be friends the way you once were? Or is it done? Again, thank you so much for even reading this. If you do, stay blessed. Mm, 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 mm. Man, 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 man. Let's call her Ethel. Ethel. Yeah. Oh, we have a we have a problem. Um So she's asking what will we do? Yeah, she's when your views no longer align um and your ethics and morals no longer align, can you continue to be friends the way you once were or is it done? I'm gonna say it's done. I'm going to say it's done in in the way that it wants. It can no longer exist in the way that it once existed. I don't feel like it, it has to be a, a situation where you all 
never ever speak again or anything anything that drastic but I do feel like if you've had a conversation with her um and it and it didn't go the way that you wanted to in that your relationship the dynamics of your relationship have changed since having that conversation and I don't I don't know if if I think that y'all can ever recoup I mean at least at least with her still being involved with this man. What do you think, sis? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't feel like you're ever going to be comfortable again. Like, you're always going to be looking at her sideways. And um, I'm not saying that you don't have a, you know, that you don't, there, you, you are entitled to feel however you want to feel in this situation. Um, but I know that a lot of times when somebody is friends with somebody and you all's morals are not lining up, there's there's gonna be some kind of some kind of uh parting at some point or another. Cause y'all just ain't seeing eye to eye anymore. Right. And I I mean, if it's a situation where I'm sorry, I cut you off. Uh-uh, no, go, go ahead. You're good. I'm just thinking, like, I've been in situations with friends where it's like, okay, we don't agree about this, but we will not talk about it. Right. Like, we can we can disagree. We do not have to have the same opinion about this as long, and I, and I can be okay with that as long as you mm-hmm. know where I stand. And if mm-hmm. we can agree that we don't have to keep talking about it so that we don't have to continue to have the argument. So if that is the case, and you guys feel like, you might be able to exist in a relationship, you know, that is framed in that way, then, you know, that's that. But in terms of your relationship and how it once was, like if you guys were best friends and y'all talked about everything, she's still going to want to talk about her relationship situation, albeit raggedy for right. <laughs> for lack of a... <laughs> well, listen, that's just how I feel about it. Sorry, sis. But... <laughs> For for for, you know what I'm saying. Despite this situation that she finds herself in, she still don't want to talk to you about it because when we get together, we talk about the people who we who are close to. That's how I know that I'm starting to like somebody. That's my meter. Yeah. When I call Jay and be like, "This nigga said," that's how I be like, "Oh shit!" I be like, <laughs> "What nigga?" Oh. <laughs> Since when do I start talking about this nigga? Right. Um, but yeah. So who is he? Exactly. <laughs> so I feel like I think that that is often a hallmark of very close relationships. So if that if that was the case um, between you and your best friend and that cannot exist in the ways that it once did, then that's why I'm saying I don't feel like your relationship can progress. Right. And it's going to be hard for you to... Um... Look, you know, if especially if you've already expressed yourself, and it's it's funny that this is the honesty box this week with the kitchen table talk that we have because now it's like, is this something that's my business? Should I speak? Absolutely. Or not? Um, and you've said your piece, and I don't think you sh- you you can beat a dead horse at this point. She's clearly not hearing you. So if you're not comfortable looking at her in her face, and you know that you guys are not going to be your conversation is going to be limited, and you're at a place where you can no longer feel how you once felt then maybe it is time for you to part ways um but if you really truly value your friendship and you're like you just you 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 
can agree to not speak about this very huge thing in her life right now, (laughs) (laughs) then more power to you guys. True indeed. I hope this helps. I don't know. I know. I'm sorry. That's a really tough situation. Um, it's but it's it's really personal. Like we can't tell you to continue a friendship or not continue a friendship with somebody. Whether like Kia said, albeit her raggedy moral <laughs> situation, we can't tell you what decision to make. That is solely yours. But those are the things that you have to think about when weighing what decision you're going to make. So again, we hope that helps keep us updated. Um, you know, let us know if you end up having that conversation with her, if, you know, what you choose to do. Uh, we are always here to listen. Indeed. And, and hopefully offer you some useful insight and perspective about what, what, what some viable options might be in terms of, um, you know, how you, may decide to proceed or not proceed. Right. So, again, hope that helps. Yes, Thanks for listening. Yeah, absolutely. And continue to send your Honesty Box questions to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Let's move on to the petty peeves. Oh, they do it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y. <laughs> All right. It's time for us to be petty. Let us put our petty on parade. As um, if it's not already. I I have a petty peeve because, um, yeah, if you follow my social media, you know that I am actually working um, this travel season for this, this mm-hmm. summer at my job. And we're currently at this, like, retreat center in... Northern, I want to say, Maryland. Oh. Maybe it's not northern. I don't know which direction (laughs) it is. Um, uh, But yeah, it's about 45 minutes to an hour from my house. Very, very rural and agrarian kind of, you know, slow kind of farmy kind of town. Sounds creepy. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and I have, you know, coworkers, colleagues were all were here working at the institute that we're doing. And I love the work. I do. I love this. We're running an institute for STEM faculty, um, giving them some professional development in terms of building their leadership skills and, you know, just giving them some tools to kind of navigate their professorial careers, whether they want to transition into, you know, upper level administrative positions, just giving them kind of some broader context. And I, and this is really like right up my alley. This is really a part of what I wanted to do when I decided to get a PhD and go to grad school and all that. So I love the work. I just hate that we have to be, you know, outside of civilization in order to get it done. I want to know <laughs> why we can't just be in a, in a lovely concert, conference room at the Marriott Marquis having these thoughtful, reflective conversations. But that's neither here nor there. The, my petty peeve is for group group chats. Mm. And I, I'm so grateful for the Do Not Disturb feature, but I think that there are group mm. chats that I'm bound to like I have to be in a group chat with my colleagues because we're offsite and a lot of times the only way that we can communicate with the group at one time is to just send a text message as everyone will get it. It's 
cleaner and more efficient than email. So I get it. I can't leave this group text. Um, but I just feel like professional work group texts should be limited to professional or work conversation. Absolutely. And my petty peeve is for all the people within the group text at my job that are, you know, sending like emojis and memes and pictures um, all times of the day and night. And I'm just like, girl, I did not, I'm not in this group chat, group chat for ha ha's and kikis with you people. I'm here for y'all to let me know if someone's looking for me or if we have a meeting at a certain time or if there's been a change in the schedule. I'm not here for you to take a picture of the frog that's stuck to the window (laughs) pane outside the door and say, hey, everybody, look at this. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. I'm here for you to tell me that you changed the Wi-Fi password and a new password is this. I'm not here for you to tell me about, you know, how you went to uh, you went on a hike. And you saw, uh, you you saw two chipmunks, girl. I don't care, <laughs> girl. I do not care. And I want you to get out of my telephone with this because I'm off the clock. All right. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I really am only here to talk to you all about business. Absolutely. And I don't. I have I friends for all of those other. Absolutely. Things. And maybe it wouldn't be a big deal if I felt like I shared some of those, you know, extracurricular non-work hobbies and pastimes with my colleagues, but I don't. And it is what it is, right? Like they like to do things like, you know, go on hikes and stuff. That's not my bag. It's not my bag to keep. So maybe it would be different if they went to the outlet and wanted to be in a group chat and tell me, you know, oh, so-and-so is having a sale, then I would be double tapping. Like, oh, yeah. But since they're talking, <laughs> since they talking about, like, fuzzy, wuzzy creatures of the forest, I don't have no dams to give. None. I, I, I would just be, like, wrong group chat. That's what that would be. I really want to be shady and just leave. Like, if my boss you wasn't should. in the group chat, my boss is in it. If she was not in the group chat, I would have punched a long time ago. Like, Somebody just invite me back when we start talking about work stuff. Invite me back. I'll be back. But when y'all going to talk about you, the fact that you saw seven skunks outside, girl. <laughs> but that's just me, sis. Please let me know what your, what your petty, what's your petty living? How's your petty living this week? I haven't read a petty peeve in a very long time. And um, I read a listener petty peeve that um, also added to the FOMO that I was already feeling, but also sentiments that I share. So it says, Hey y'all, I'm writing this to you from Essence Fest. I love Essence Fest, despite the corporate stench. You can't blow your nose without seeing an ad, but there are so many happy black women of all ages enjoying themselves. It really warms me up. My peeve is not specific to Essence at all, but if your listeners attended, then they will know exactly what I mean when I say freebie thirst. Freebie thirst is when otherwise reasonable and well taken care of people jostle and elbow each other for bullshit like shampoo samples in the size of a ketchup packet or shitty church fans that they're going to toss in two hours anyway. And the damn totes. Essence Fest attendees will be familiar with the big plastic totes that McDonald's and Walmart hands out each year. The totes are obviously cheap, but they're a hot commodity because they're big enough to carry all the other free shit that you collect. 
The bags come in handy, but people do entirely too much. I'm talking about professional women carrying Brahmin and Michael Kors bags ready to Heisman each other over these landfill lining plastic totes. Oh, God. I like a good tote as much as the next chick, but it's got to at least be canvas for me to shove an auntie out the way to get one. Although Essence put it on my spirit, this behavior can be observed at church, health fairs, conference exhibit halls, or any other environment where people give out promotional knickknacks, essentially trash, TBH. We all love free stuff, but let's maintain some perspective, folks. Signed, Anonymous. Um, I fully, fully uh, stand behind this this petty peeve. Um, I think that people do way too much for free shit. Uh, that they're not going to use, um, including at weddings, you know, where it's time to like jump for the bouquet and things like that. Woo, that's one thing like, I've never, ever been able to do. I've never been able to catch the bouquet or I won't even go up there. No, I've never done it because I, I just can't. I actually refuse to be frightened over a bouquet. <laughs> Like that just it, that really that is just it's like fighting over a nigga and I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, even you know, as a single woman, even I was not fighting over no bouquet. Nigga was not jumping for the bouquet. I wasn't doing none of that. So uh I'm not fighting for nothing free. Um I'm not getting ready to get into it with you over anything tiny and small. And you can take that however you will. Uh but just I'm just not doing it. And so I really felt this petty peeve in my spirit. Um, and I think that sometimes niggas do a lot for, for like little shit for no uh, reason. Agreed. And I think that's it, ain't it? That's another episode of getting grown. <laughs> well, all right. I have much more cooking to do and you have, um, much more sleeping to smarting do. Smarting to smart. <laughs> so Kia is going to be, oh man. In Denver this weekend. I am so afraid. But um, listen. Don't be. So many of you have sent me a DM or a message or a tweet telling me that you're going to come to Women Evolve or that you're praying for me. Um, and I just, my little heart is just overwhelmed at all, at the outpouring of support that you and the confidence that you guys have in me. Everyone is telling me that it's going to be amazing and I'm going to do amazing. And I'm not entirely sure how y'all know that, but I'm going to show up um, and I'm going to do my my very, very best to share and offer something that is useful and that will hopefully generate some great discussion um, and conversation and action um, and, you know, community building amongst us sister scholar friends. Um, and, you know, you know, entrepreneurial uh, friends yes. and things like that. So come kick it. We're going to be in Denver at the Women Evolve Conference. You can find the link and all of that stuff is going to be in the description box of this uh, episode. And it's also available in um, my IG, uh, in the link tree, my IG and Twitter bio. Um, yep. Also, thankfully, I've just you know, receive confirmation that I will have some God is not going to play you t-shirts available to sell at the conference. Um, this is a, a really, really super cute design um, <clears throat> that features a relic of my childhood. On yes. The set. <laughs> um, I'm really excited 
I hope you guys like it. I did a little sneak peek on my IG story weeks ago, but hopefully um, you remember that. And if you're going to be there, come kick it with me. They're going to be on sale in the Woman Evolve store. And I don't you know. Just make sure you save me one. Absolutely. I don't really know how this is going to work. I think that there's some sort of arrangement that I can make where I could do like a meet and greet or meet people at the store um, at some point. So if you guys are interested in that, let me know. Send me a tweet. I don't definitely think I'm known enough to, <laughs> to be meeting people and I'm not signing nothing. Don't ask me for no autograph because who is what? Because <laughs> I was just saying that because one of the, you know, the conference, the conference leaders, or organizers was like, we could arrange to do like a meetup and you can like sign some shirts. I'm like, sign some what? <laughs> Girl, don't play in my face. Um, <clears throat> I'm not signing nothing. Okay. I'm not signing nothing because. Sign the damn shirt. Who am I? Girl, what? I'm about to get on a plane and go right back to the, this retreat center and sleep in this guy's <laughs> bed. Ain't nobody famous. Ain't nobody famous. <laughs> You can't control where they're sending you on these um, intellectual treks. Oh, my God. But, yes, thank you guys so much for all the support. I hope that, you know, Women Evolve, I'm praying and believing, hoping that Women Evolve is going to be as amazing as we are uh, expecting it to be. You're going to kill it. And I'm super, super, super proud of you. And while you are um, teaching, I will be feeding a wedding party. Um, uh, and then the following week, you can catch me in Kia at the Impact Conference, which will be held yep. at the Reed AME Church, um, Temple Church. Reed Temple Reed AME, AME Church. Reed That's what I said. So <laughs> that link is also there. yes. You can register for that um, as well. Everybody's welcome. Please come kick with us. We're gonna do some sessions on the ABCs of adulting. We're gonna go through yes. the alphabet. And tease out the elements of adulting, um, you know, for each letter. So it's going to be fun. We're going to hopefully do some engaging things that will generate yes. some audience participation and hopefully yes. invite some of you all to the kitchen table to chit chat with us. So come kick it with us at Impact Man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, come. That's July 21st in Washington, D.C. Um, and we, we uh, all the link will be all posted and all of that good stuff. Um, and then Team Typing Fast oh is holding an event in New York City. <clears throat> y'all are buying these tickets. That's what's crazy to me. But yeah, y'all are buying these tickets. Uh, the tickets went up on Friday. We sold a good chunk of them already. But Team Typing Fast is having Typing Fast and Taking Care NYC in December. We had Typing Fast and Taking Care DC. It was amazing. So I'm doing it again. And you know I couldn't do it without going home to New York. So I'm I'm bringing the same machine hey. to the to the New York area. Um shout out to our host and co-sponsors at NYU um in the Office of Faculty De- Development and Diversity, Stein Hart School of Education. Everybody, listen, listen, listen. We're gonna be there at NYU on August 17th. The doors are gonna open at six o'clock. My sister Jade is gonna cater. I um, am. So, so we're gonna, gonna have, have some eats. Yes, we're gonna have eats and signature signature beverages. And we're gonna have some awesome conversation. Um, so all that information, you'll find it, you know, where you find all the rest of the information. But come on, man, kick it with us on August 17th. Um, and I I don't know. I'm hoping that we could have 
you know, uh, an event that's just that was just as successful as the DC event, if not more successful. I'm building this stuff because y'all said y'all wanted it, and I'm hoping that you know y'all will come and enjoy and be a part. Oh, I cannot wait! I will be in the building with my vittles and foodstuffs. Oh yes, um, and it's gonna be a good time. So. All of that, you can catch all of that. All the links will be in the description box for you guys to buy your tickets. Um, and in the meantime, make sure you keep yourself moisturized. Yes, indeed, because it's very hot out here. And you must moisturize and, mind, and drink your water, stay hydrated, and you must yes. mind your business. Watch this. Because your black will crack if it is dry. Show you right. Bye. Bye.